Good evening. I'm going to speak to everyone tonight about the experiences I've been having acquiring self-knowledge recently. Many of you probably aren't aware even, because so many are new, that in 2012, when Lourdes came to visit me in Key Largo, I was staying at their condo, she came with a little bit of trepidation, saying that she had a message for me from the Lord. And the message was that the Lord wanted me to join Love Crucified. I knew that she had this community. I knew that she had been involved from it from 2007. And my first reaction was, no, it's not for me. And I gave Lourdes a few objections. And she didn't try to answer my objections. She just left and came back a week later. And the Lord answered the objections. And he answered them with a little bit of humor. And convinced me, because of the seriousness of, of the answers, that yes, it was the Lord asking me to join Love Crucified because there were a couple of things in the answers that Lourdes could never in a million years have known. And so God blessed me in recognizing his voice through Lourdes. And then he blessed me again by giving me the grace to live here. And Lourdes is my accompanist. It, it isn't an hour a month. It might be 10, 25, 15 minutes or 30 minutes a day depending upon what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me in my quest for self-knowledge and to fulfill the desires of the Lord as far as he wants each missionary of the cross to be committed to his messages, and to his path. And so, these two books together, Simple Path and God's Hidden Victim Souls, which I just call the message book, <laughs> these two together have been like a left arm and a right arm to me. And when I hear a talk, 
I know I don't get the talk right away. I know it's the voice of the Lord, but I know that I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord. So what I do is I play the talk again at night till I fall asleep. Sometimes I fall asleep halfway through. And then if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll put the same talk on till I've really heard it. And it's impossible for me to hear the talk and not get more and more out of it. And it's in the simple path that Jesus talks about the gold mine. And in a gold mine, you have to keep digging to find the gold. And so each time I keep reading the simple path over and over, I go and I find more and more nuggets of gold. And now that we have the message book, it's been amazing what God has been doing because he's been giving me a message from the message book that I've been contemplating on. And then, for example, this morning, This morning, the message was from December 2020. I read it today, Father. I included it in the I heard it in the rosary on the fifth decade. I I included that one because Father read me the message this morning. And when I opened up, I had opened up that message book randomly this morning when I woke up just to get a cup of coffee and before I went back to bed. I have very crazy habits. And when I read that message, I went back to my place in the simple path. And I was astounded because what I was, the page I was on was confirming everything that that random message had said to me. So God wanted me to see that I would gain self-knowledge if I would use these two books side by side. And That is what I wanted to share with everyone tonight. But I also want to share with you the tremendous struggle it's been for me. Sometimes I come across as having a great sense of humor, which I do. But I don't want that humor to mask the suffering and the struggle that I go through to get to comprehend a message. It's an agony. And sometimes I'll wake up during the night and I'll be facing that message thinking, I'm not understanding it. I'm not living it. I'm not grasping it. 
And a beautiful thing again happened when I was crying to Lourdes this morning about my struggling. And, you know, I've been begging the Holy Spirit to enlighten me. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And Lourdes, tell them what you told me about the Holy Spirit, how I wasn't recognizing him. The Holy Spirit was there. So, Father, this morning was sharing his struggle. Um, He's been really like most of us, I think, really trying to live the purification of the emotions. And Father, as a man, um, he's really trying to enter and live the sorrows of the Lord. So it's like this struggle for him. So this morning, I was in adoration, not not with father, two separate times. And when I read the readings of the mass, immediately the moment I read the gospel of Luke, where Jesus talks about, you know, they failed to recognize the time of his visitation. I knew that the Lord had spoken those exact words to us for the church. So immediately I opened my path um, on the in my phone and I did a search for the word visitation. And I started to read every message where the Lord was repeating that to us. And I came across one message on silence. And this message was given to me 10 years ago. And I'm reading this and the Lord says, and most people at this point in the path don't recognize and yet have come to know personally the Holy Spirit. But when you enter my sacred heart, that's when you come to know the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And I'm looking at the Lord in the Eucharist and said, well, what happened to me? This has been, this was 10 years ago. And I said, my Lord, I feel like I have come to know you as my spouse. And I really have come to know more and more in love of a father where I feel like his little girl that's constantly now sitting on his lap and and kissing him and talking to him as my Abba. I said, but what happened? It's been 10 years and I feel like I don't know personally the Holy Spirit. And I closed my eyes and all of a sudden, this like litany started to come to me and I can't even repeat it to you, but it was like every teaching you've given, that is the Holy Spirit fully alive in you. Every desire you have for me in the Eucharist, that is the Holy Spirit, the person, the third person of the Trinity alive in you. That desire is the Holy Spirit. Every tear united to mine that is fully alive, the Holy Spirit. 
And it was like, all of a sudden, I realized that last, that veil came off. And it was like, I was seeing the Holy Spirit alive. And when father said that to me this morning, I got so excited. And I said, father, (laughs) the struggle, (laughs) the struggle you're having, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit alive in you. And the minute (laughs) she said it, I recognized the voice of God through her. Because every day at communion, for weeks now and weeks, I've been begging for the Holy Spirit to come more into me and to enlighten me. And I felt nothing. And I, I, I experiencing nothing. And all I do is keep struggling. And then this morning, this beautiful gift comes to both of us <laughs> in a different way. And it wouldn't have come to me if if the Lord had not permitted me to have struggled because that was the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, it was the Lord waiting to see how serious am I? Do I want to have the title missionary of the cross? Do I want to just hear a message on when the message is played? Or do I want to live the messages? That's the challenge. There's a difference between Thursday night hearing the message and going back to your, doing your prayers and your regular things. There's a very distinct division between hearing and doing. And our Lord constantly, even in the messages, he talks about the people in, in in the gospel. He's saying, many hear the word of God, but they don't act on the word of God. And the acting, now I can say it, I couldn't have told you this yesterday, because I didn't, I couldn't see it. I was like the blind man. But now I can tell you the acting was the struggle. That was the acting on the word. This this desperation that I had during the night, during the day, and not letting any other outside source of interest or of books or possibilities of looking for an answer. I had to find the answer where God had given us the questions. Because that's what the path does. The path doesn't lead us to answers. The path leads us to questions. And the gift comes in getting the answers. And the answers are now more easily given with the help of going back and forth to the two books 
side by side, like I say, a left arm and a right arm. And so I don't know if any of you have, have discovered the secret of this, but I never recognized it when this book was printed. I never made that connection at all. And it was never even suggested to me that this is the way I'm going to gain a lot of spiritual growth and self-knowledge. I have to also say that it's the struggle for both of us, but I think the grace is the one word that's in our path, vulnerable. Um, I've had the honor of living <laughs> with our Baba Ron. I mean, what a gift. And he's so open. He's so transparent. I mean, to to live with a man, and you know how they say the older we get, <laughs> the more entrenched in our ways of being. I, I have never met a man that's 88 years old that is so vulnerable, um, so open to wanting to continue to be purified and to go to the depth of what has to be purified in him. You know, it's been such an honor for me as a mother of the cross to witness this in, in our Padrecito. And I really believe that that vulnerability when we can be so open with someone else in our community and really expose ourselves and speak like this is our daily conversation Tim and I and then the grace of God the spirit always works in vulnerability you know that grace today of the holy like we were like Two, you know, here's two, an older man and an older woman. And we were like two young kids, you know, like excited that, you know, the Holy Spirit, we've recognized his face today together. And that only came because we have trusted each other so much that we can make ourselves fully vulnerable to each other. And that's the beauty and the grace of true accompaniment is being able to do that. So, you know, I encourage you all, especially my missionaries of the cross, you know, to to make yourselves vulnerable, to expose yourselves um, to, to enter this grace. So thank you, Papa Ron. You know, it's, I'm really looking at it from the viewpoint of, I'm going to have to face God very soon. That I've lived to be 88 is the gift he's given me so that when that door to eternity opens, I won't have to suffer the experience of having not lived vulnerably. Because in that one instance, it's like, Coming into a room, you open the door, and in that one instance, you're in the other room, and you're in there naked. 
Everything is exposed in that second. And the, even the Gospels tell us, you naked you came into the world and naked you will leave. But that nakedness isn't just the body. The nakedness is the sinfulness that we have buried. And that is what has to come into the light. And we have to have a desire to make it happen. Otherwise, it will happen. And there are so many gospel stories about suddenly the man died during the night. Suddenly, the man is appearing before Christ and responding, what would you do with my talents? He's going to ask us, not about our talents, what did you do with the gifts I gave you? The messages, the simple path. What did you do with them? How did you embrace them? How did you devour them? Were you eating them day and night like a scroll? That is what I'm going to hear. And when he finds, and when Jesus, when I appear before Jesus and he sees something that I didn't see, I'm going to say, it's the woman's fault. <laughs> if Adam oh, no, could get oh, away no, with it, oh, if no, Adam could get away with it, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I would say, I lived with that woman all those years. Why didn't you speak through her? I've said everything to him, okay? Of course, I'm teasing. <laughs> the Lord is looking at his church that he founded. And he's seeing that in many instances... It's not a church, it's a corporation run by lawyers. And the pain it must cause him. They've, they, he drove out the money changers. Now he has to drive out another breed to bring in the wave of the Holy Spirit. Now it becomes so clear to me why, when I first read the diary of Conchita, God promised her that through her works, he was going to bring in the age of the Holy Spirit. And he said that to Louis de Montfort. This is what is lacking in the church. We've had renewals. We've had evangelization. We've had consuls. But the age of the Holy Spirit has not arrived and that's one of the things we can look forward to it's what that's what's going to be one of the things that god is making new for more information on the path to union with god please visit the love crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com god bless you